we are talking about having God to open our eyes so that we may know Him deeper and deeper. And that was a prayer that Paul gave to the Ephesian uh, Christians, that he continuously to pray that this thing will happen uh, in their life. And we learned there are three things that we must know, that we need to go deeper in order to know Jesus better. The first thing is the hope of our calling. You know, the hope of our calling has to do with salvation. But salvation is not restricted to just salvation of, of our soul. But rather the salvation of God wants to come into every area of our life, into every area of this planet Earth. Because the Lord Jesus redeemed everything by His precious blood. And then the second thing, this is what we are on for the last few weeks, is that we may know the riches of the glorious inheritance that we have in the saints. God has given us, not individually, yes, we will inherit, but He's talking about the inheritance that we have in the saints. The magnitude of what God has prepared for us is far, far beyond what any individual, you know, we can ever taste of or, or inherit. So that's why I feel that in the beginning of this year, God has been talking to us that we got to unite our hearts together. We got to work together. We got to function together as a unit, as a body, as, as a church, so that we can enter into the inheritance that God has for us. You know, individually, you have some blessing. But we are talking about all that God has prepared for us, the inheritance He has prepared for us. What is this inheritance? This glorious inheritance, that's the kingdom of God. That's what God has prepared for us together so that we may reign with Him on earth and all the way into eternity. And we mentioned that in order to rule and to reign, we need wisdom from above. We need a wisdom that goes beyond the wisdom of the world, the wisdom from heaven. Last week, we talked about God has released His truth to us, the truth concerning the grace of God, the truth concerning His sovereignty. And these two important truth. There are many, many others. These two fundamental truths we must know in order for us to really be able to enter into the inheritance that God has for us. Remember, whatever God has prepared for us, you can lose it. You can lose it. And that's why the Word of God says you have to contend for your faith. You have to hold on to the truth because everything happened because God spoke. Because of the truth of God. Nothing happened without God, first of all, speak to His prophet. That means His word. You know? uh, and, and that's why we need to hold on to the truth. And, and we, we are not going to talk about the third thing yet. 
I'm just going to continue to talk about the glorious inheritance that we have. And this week, I, I read these verses that we're going to look at right now in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 7. You know, you can turn to it. I know you have read it hundreds of times. Well, not hundreds, but you know, you have read it again and again. But this morning, I want you to bring you the revelation, the excitement this time, this week when I read it. Wow! It's the same word that I know, I've read it. But there's a difference. I want to share that with you. So we need a revelation of God. We need God to open our eyes. You can read it without God opening your eyes. Well, it's good. It's okay. But there's excitement when I, when I, when I saw what God is saying. So let's look at it. Galatians 4, verse 1 to verse 7, because we say we need to handle the truth of, of the Word of God correctly. Right? Because it's entrusted to us. Okay, let's read it, I'm sure. Can we read it together? I, I know you have read it. What I am saying is that as long as the heir is a child, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. He is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Thank you, maybe Cedar. You know, whenever I read, I'm not sure about you, whenever I read these verses, it talks about the father preparing inheritance for the sons. But when the sons are young, he's no different from a slave. He can't inherit, he can't enter into what is rightfully his what the father has prepared for him. That's the story. But when you read it, when I read it, you know how I feel? Look into my life. There are things that I still need to sort out, still need to get right. There are, there are weaknesses. There are so many things I know. So, you know, I'm still a child. I'm still a child because I'm still, I still need guardians. I still need you know, all this instruction. And, and I, I may have enjoyed the inheritance a little bit, but really, you know, I'm still growing. Is that how you read it? I don't know. That's how oftentimes I read it. But this week when I read this verse, okay, something different when I read it. Let's go through it. When I was saying, what, what I'm saying is that as long as an heir is a child, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. He is subject, you know, yeah, when we get to heaven, we will own it, you know. But here, you see, we are a child. 
I, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just trying to tell you what, what's going through my mind when I read this, okay? He's subjected to guardians and trustees until the time set for his father. You know, I'm not mature enough. You know, I, 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 I'm just not. I know, you know. Yeah. So, also, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. But, but when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons. God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. Since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. You got it. The time has fully come. The time is now. The time is when Jesus came into this world. That changes everything. We are no longer slaves. But we are sons. We are given full rights to inherit the inheritance now. Sorry, you don't believe that. You're not excited. Because to you it's the same old thing. But when I read it this, this, this time, there's an excitement. I know the inheritance is mine now. And I'm entering into it now. I have the full rights of sons now. Because of His grace. Because He has redeemed me. Because He sent His Spirit into me. Not because... Just because I read this was now I'm mature, now I'm so good, now I'm this and that, that I was not. No. Because of His grace, I enter into the fullness of sonship. I enter into the full rights of sonship. I enter into the inheritance that my Father has prepared for me because of His grace. How many of you can say amen to that? Okay, so... So there is a change. There is a difference. You know, when I, when, I, when I realized that. So brothers and sisters, how do we live now? The inheritance is ours. We have the full light of sonship. How do we live now? We live by faith through love. We live by faith. I want to look at the, okay, it's here. In verse 6. Oh, have we read? Okay, turn to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, not. Verse 4 and verse 6. Galatians 5, verse 4 and verse 6. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts 
is faith expressing itself through love. So now that we understand this truth, we don't want to go back to it. We don't want to fall from grace because now we have the grace of God. We don't want to fall from grace. How do we fall from grace? We go back once again to the principle of this word. What is it? Depends on our performance. Depends on how good we do. Right? We don't want to go back to that because that is under the law. So when we based on the principle of this world, when we go back to the law, that's when we say, oh, I cannot do it. I am weak. I am not good enough. I am this, I am that. You know, we are depending on ourselves. We are depending on our performance, on our capability. But in order for us to enter into the fullness of God, into the inheritance that Jesus has paid for us, is by faith. By faith. Because of His grace. Not because of us. It's because of His grace. That's why I say victory is because of the grace of God. You know, the blessing is the grace of God. Everything is the grace of God. And so we enter into that grace by faith, trusting, believing. Even though I'm weak, I'm believing in the grace of God. I'm moving into what God has for us. If we base on our own performance, when we're weak, no, we cannot do I, I'm not good enough. I cannot do. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. But when we believe what Jesus has for us, we move in by faith. We move in by faith. When we move in by faith, how do you feel? Fear and trembling. Some people say when you have faith, you have no fear. Rubbish. We need to understand this. Because some of us, we are fearful and we allow the fear to dominate us, to control our life. That is the damage of fear. But when we move in faith, we still have fear. But we don't allow that fear to conquer us because we have faith. The fear is there. That's why the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. When we work out our salvation, we are living in faith. We are entering into the inheritance that Jesus is preparing for us and we believe it. And that's why we are working it out. We realize, hey, you know, the salvation of God wants to come to into this area of my life and I'm working it out. Faith. If you just believe without work, faith without work is dead. Many of us, we have dead faith. We just believe in the mind. You know, that's why we believe... When we get to heaven, we'll inherit. You'll be disappointed. Because what you inherit in heaven depends on what you do now. You good and faithful servant, you are faithful in the little things, you know, I will give you a greater thing. Right? So work out your salvation. That means faith. I'm exercising faith. I'm believing what Jesus said. So I'm not going to settle down. I'm moving in. Work out my salvation. Because I believe. With fear and trembling. The Apostle Paul tells the, the Corinthian church, I come to you in fear and trepidation when I share with you the Word of God. Hey, is that faith? Yes. But he come in fear and trepidation. 
When Jesus asks you to walk on water, you think you have no fear? You have, but you obey. If I die, I die. Lah. So you have fear, but you don't allow fear to dominate you because you have faith. So when you have faith, you know, because now we need to live in faith, in, in the grace of God to enter into the promise. When you have faith, I tell you, you have a lot of failures. You have a lot of failures. But because you're learning from every failures, every failures turn to become a success. It's just a, a journey that you go through. You realize, oh, I cannot do this. You know, in, in your failure, you realize, I mustn't do that. You know, uh, you realize that. But because you have faith, you work it out. You work it out. So after one setback, another setback, you continue to work because you have faith. You work out your salvation and eventually the victory comes. But in the process, God is shaping you to be the person that He wants you to be. And that's what we talk about, right? So there is a purpose. There is a purpose. But in faith, in moving in faith, we also have failures. It doesn't mean that we don't have. The nation of Israel, when Joshua begins to, to take them into the promised land, the first battle was a success. The war of Jericho came trembling down. The second one, they were defeated by a much weaker army. You see, when you're moving in faith, you realize something needs to get sorted out and, and so on. But you continue, you continue. And eventually, they enter into the promised land because they believe. Right? So don't take any setback or any failures or fear, fear of failures in our hearts so that we dare not move. Because when we move in faith, Peter, when he walked on water, did he fail? He sank. He sank. But did he survive? Yes. He was lifted up. He continued to walk with Jesus into the boat. So when we come across some setback, that's, that's not because we don't have faith. It's because we have faith. That's why we're moving in. And that's why we're continuing in, 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 in the journey. We will not give up. Okay, so, so now, we, because we have to live by faith, to enter into the inheritance that we have. Not looking at ourselves. Trusting in the grace of God. So if you are not doing anything, or if you dare not do anything, you don't want to fail again, it's because you have fallen from grace. You have fallen from grace. You have go back to the principle of this world that depends on performance. That depends on yourself. You've fallen from grace. Listen to that. If you have been, you know, once serving or whatever, but you are afraid, you don't want to rise up again, you've fallen from grace. I hope you got it. Because if we are moving in grace, we don't mind failure. We don't mind, you know, uh, 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 sinking into the water, but we get up again. If we are moving in grace, we are moving in faith, we continue. But if you stop, if you dare not rise, you don't want to commit, you have fallen from grace. So this morning, if you truly understand the truth of the grace of God, 
you'll be so excited. You just want to serve God because God is so good. Despite of your failing, despite of, of whatever happened, you know, the grace of God is enough. You keep pursuing, you keep moving, and you keep entering into what God has promised you because of the grace of God. Do not fall from the grace of God. The only thing that counts, the only thing that counts is faith express itself through love. So this morning, when we have faith, we have faith in God, we have faith in the grace of God, we will express that faith because faith without work is dead. We will want to serve God. Not out of fear now, because there's no condemnation in grace. But out of love, amazing grace. And because He loved me so much, out of that love for God. Because of the grace of God, I will serve Him. I will express that faith in action with the love that God has put in my heart. This morning, if you're sh anything short of that, it's because you've fallen from grace. So this morning, there are people, maybe you say, oh, they, these people are not good. I don't want to get involved. You know, they are this. I don't like them. I tell you, please, heaven does, is not your home because it's filled with this, that kind of people. Right? Because all, they all get there because of the grace of God. It's full of them. You're functioning in the mindset philosophy of this world, which is judging, condemning, accusing. That's the philosophy of this world depending, depending on your performance. But when you function in grace, when you, when you begin to believe what God has, it will continue because of the love of God for us. Maybe you're not a great big sinner, but look at what God has prepared for you, you know, which you don't deserve. There's a love that we have for Him. Yeah, that's why the Word of God says the only thing that counts is not because you circumcise yourself, because you do this, because you do that. You know, no. It's because of love for the Lord, for the world, for the people. You know, you begin to express your love. So when we live by faith, we live in the righteousness of God. We believe we are righteous because of what Jesus has done. Not because we're so good, because it's grace. The righteousness of God. Paul realized no matter how good he has been, how much he has tried so hard to obey the law, but yet he cannot have righteousness outside of Christ, outside faith. Uh, in Jesus. So when we have faith, we, we express you know, that, that life that Jesus has given to us and live in His righteousness. So we are, our eyes is on Jesus, on what He has done, not on our performance, how good, how bad we are. No, but we're on Him and say, Jesus, that's, that's your righteousness upon me. And I'm righteous. And we live in the love of God. 
Because by grace, we know that we are loved. By Jesus, we are accepted. In the beloved, we are sons of God. So we live in love, not in fear. Because perfect love casts out all fear. Right? Even though we don't have perfect love, but hopefully the love that we have casts out almost all the fear that we have. So it's out of this love that we live, not because, oh God, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm fallen from grace, I'm going to, to uh, and therefore I'm so afraid, so I, I must serve you. No, it's out of love, out of love that we serve, out of love that we serve. You know, that's why if your heart is not open, if your heart is not filled with the love of God, no amount of teaching is going to bring a breakthrough. Right? And, and because when you love God, then your heart is so open. Then when God speaks, you will respond. But not fear. Fear only lasts for one week when you feel really guilty and really bad. And that week you say, God, I want to serve you. I want to love you. But one week over, and when that, when that feeling is no more, you don't care. But when we love Jesus because of a relationship, love comes by relationship. When we maintain that relationship, that love, we will continue to serve Him. When we uh, express our faith through love, we will love our neighbor as ourselves. Okay, let's read Galatians 5, verse 13 and 15. Okay, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So when we live in faith, true love, we will serve one another. We will serve one another. Then we will know how to obey the commandment, love our neighbor as ourselves. Right? So when we love our neighbor as ourselves, it tells us that we also fail. We also have uh, make some blunders and do things that we shouldn't. But because we love ourselves, we forgive ourselves. We, we climb back up again. And we continue to run the race of life. We didn't give up. We didn't die because of our failure. So now, when we love our neighbor as ourselves, then we look at our neighbor in the same way. Okay, they could have failed. They could have made some blunders and, and do things like that. But we will also forgive them. We will also want to lift them up, encourage them so that they will continue to run the race. So when we quit, when we stop serving, when we stop getting involved, that's because we are not moving in love, we are not moving in faith. Just like we believe, God, you are working in my life. Eventually, I will turn up okay, even though now there are things which are not okay, but I'm trusting in you, faith. It will be okay. And the same thing, you look at the other person. Right now, maybe there's a lot of irritation, a lot of things that, that you know, really get you angry. But you know, at the end of the day, they will turn out okay. 
because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God. So we hope that this will help us to really move on, to really rise up, to serve together so that we can inherit the inheritance that, that God has prepared for us. So when we were to react in offense and continue to hold on to that grudge, it's because we are living under law. We are living under the system of this world. And that's why we have fallen from grace. So I hope that uh, with the understanding of God's grace, the amazing grace, the riches of His grace that is in our life, we will never go back to the system of the world depending on our own performance, depending on the performance of others. We will not be focusing on ourselves. We'll be looking at Him. At him, and, and that's when the favor arises, right? Because we know it's him, it's not me, right? We keep looking at him, we'll continue to arise, we'll continue to serve him. And this is what I hope we will rise up to. So this morning, the inheritance that God has prepared for us is already given to us now. It's waiting for us to move in by grace, move in by faith, by the love of God by serving Him, that we enter and take possession of it. Okay, let's move on to another thing. We are given the truth of God. We are given the truth of God to enter into what God has for us, to take possession of our inheritance. But we are given the truth of God also for this world, so that we will proclaim this truth to the world, so that they may enter into the grace of God. Let's look at uh, Acts 26, verse 17. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to them. Sending you to them for what? To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Okay, this is very important. First of all, we must get the truth, right? We must understand the grace of God, which we talk about. And when we have that, we can take this message and bring it to the world. And this is what God has sent us into the world to open the eyes of those who are blind. But we must have it first. And God entrusted it to us. But it doesn't stop there. We've got to proclaim the truth. Okay, so how do we open the eyes of the people? To preaching the Word of God. To sharing with them the Word of God. And uh, the Chinese-speaking uh, department, we're going to start the blessed cell. So the purpose is to Bring the word of God to people so that their eyes will be open to the grace of God. I know when we do that, we face a lot of discouragement. We face a lot of failures at times, rejected by people, and so on. But we must understand that not uh, uh, even in Jesus' ministry, even in Jesus' ministry, he also faced this kind of setback. Okay, let's read uh, uh, John. John 6, verse 63. John 6, verse 63 and 64. 
The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit. They are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. So even in the ministry of Jesus, the powerful preaching of Jesus, with signs and wonders following, there will be people who hear but still do not believe. So we must understand that when we go and proclaim the word of God, our duty is to open the eyes of people. If some eyes are not open, that's not our problem. That's their problem. Okay, even when Jesus was around, they, they do not believe. So we must understand this reality and this fact so that we will not get discouraged. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So we do not lose heart. The only thing that counts is faith express itself through love. So when we are doing that, whatever the result, that's not our concern. We do not lose heart. But what do we do? We make the message plain to people so that they can understand, they can accept it easily, but the result is not in our hand. So we still need to make the message plain. We still do need to be skillful in what we are doing when we are sharing the Word of God. Okay, sometimes we talk too much because, you know, so that people don't get the main point, right? So we've got to make it plain so that they can receive the message. And then we, uh, we do not distort the Word of God. On the contrary, uh, we, we renounce our secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception. So when we present the gospel, when we preach the gospel, we don't confuse them by our lifestyle. Because if we still continue to live in the old ways, right, people are going to confuse. They say, hey, you know, you believe in Jesus, how come you're like that? Right, you Christian, how come you're like this? You're like that. Okay, so we don't need to wait till we're perfect in order for us to share the Word of God because we, can, we know ourselves, we know certain things that and maybe we're not good enough or, or may, maybe we still have our own problem. But when we are honest with people, when people know that it's the grace of God, God is still working in our life, despite of our imperfection, they can still see the grace of God, they can still see the love of God, they can still see the mercy of God in our life. So we can share. We don't have to wait till we're perfect. But in the meantime, you know, we do not abuse the grace of God. We renounce uh, these things. And maybe we're still struggling. People honor that. People realize that we are real. You know, we fail. They honor that. But when we try to pretend to be something that we are not, then that's what people will be confused with our message. Okay, so we, we, this is what we do. Okay, so that's why Paul says, I, I commend my conscience yeah, before all men. I've done my part, even though I may not be perfect, but, but my conscience 
is clear. I proclaim the word of God uh, uh, in its simplicity and in, in clarity. So when we are not proclaiming the word of God to our friends and to those we, we come into contact, our conscience are not clear because we own them the, the debt, a debt. You know, we need to bring good news to them. They believe, they do not believe, that's their problem. But when we have not done it, we own this to them. We own them uh, this, this, uh, this step uh, to share the word of God to them. Okay? Right? So we cannot say, oh, my conscience is clear before you when I know there are so much good things that God is doing and I'm not sharing it with you. That's not right. Okay? I own it to you. But if I've done it, if I, if I did what I need to do, let's look at verse 3 and verse 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Okay, so... Uh, so if the gospel is veiled, is veiled to those who are perishing, there are people who will not want to believe. That's all right. That's their choice. But they are perishing. And we just need to share with them whatever their decision, whatever the result is in their hand. We can pray for them. But ultimately, they are responsible for how they respond to what God is saying to them through us. Okay, so we, we, we proclaim the word, not just with words, but through our life as well, right? Through our life as well, we are proclaiming the word of God to them. And, 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 and hopefully, they will see the love of Christ in us. So this morning, uh, uh, we, I hope we have a better glimpse and understanding of the grace of God, the magnitude of the grace of God, so that we will be so, so thankful to God every day of our life because of His grace in our life. And because of that grace, we are entering into His inheritance. And the way to do it is to live by faith. Live by faith, believing. You know, and, 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 and out of the love of Jesus, for Jesus, we continue to move forward, we continue to, to believe Him and entering in. Regardless of our failure, regardless of, you know, whatever, it's Jesus and, and, and it's faith in Him that we will inherit the promise. So let's rise up. Let none of us stop serving God or, or, or falling from grace. Let us realize it's the grace of God. We are looking to Him. It's Him that we serve. And so we rise up and we continue to serve Him to enter into the inheritance that God has for all His sons and daughters. Amen.